0: This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth.
1: Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end. With fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins.
0: Jaeger. You are getting back to Mike's place. Uh, You see that the lights are for the most part turned off. But strangely enough, the door isn't locked. Uh, You don't see any lights on outside and any of the front windows you don't see lights on. But you do see uh, that there are some lights on in the upstairs. Like if you peek through the windows next to the, the front door... You can kind of see that, like the hallway light on for the hallway light for or the second floor is on, uh, which you know is the dorm rooms. Like that's where all of you have your rooms. Uh, the door isn't locked, but you would assume it would have been because it is very late with you getting back. You begin to open up the door and. Uh, How are you approaching? Are you just walking in you think or do you think like something might be wrong? Or how are you feeling because this is the same night that you were that you heard the of the attack You know the councilmen were supposed to be attacked tonight You did sway the people you were talking to to the other side But that doesn't mean that you know, maybe by chance someone went and went ahead with the plan before they heard of uh, a change of plans right
1: um yes Jaeger I think would take caution he would be he would be very sneaky
0: okay okay go go ahead Jaeger and roll for some stuff
1: okay um 18 plus eight
0: that's like 26
1: okay yes that number okay
0: all right so you begin to sneak your way up the stairs not a sound coming no creaking floorboards no creaking stairs. Nothing, not even a cat dog to alert anyone to your presence. As you are approaching the top of the stairs and beginning to make your way down the hallway to the the rooms that you guys are staying in, you're hearing what sounds like a conversation in one of the rooms. Uh, Jaeger, roll me a perception check.
1: Okay. Oh, no. That is a... That is a that is a bad one. That is a five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a five total. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's oh man, it's not an e. It's not a hard check. Uh, so five kinda almost succeeds. You know, at the very least, it's um, you see one of the doors are slightly open, uh, and there is a light emanating from that room.
1: Okay. I do, I do the dun 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 and I and I creep towards it.
0: Okay. The closer you get to the door, the easier you are able to hear uh, two voices in this room. You hear Vanna, who sounds like half-awake almost, and you hear Torque.
1: Whoa, Torque's here.
0: Yeah, he made it. He made it pretty quick, too, because you only Whoa. called him last night. But inside, you hear—I mean, you're jumping in the middle of this conversation. Right. Uh, But you hear—you kept asking me to get you out of the the school for a little bit. That's why I I let you come here. I'm—I didn't think you seeing me is would have been such a problem here. You know, we're not at the school. I'm not right now. I'm not the dean. I'm just you know. I'm, I'm, yes, yes, you are Tork. (laughs) You always are, Dean or not. I, I just, wasn't expecting to see you. I, I just needed a break, and yet here you are. Yeah, I'm, I was asked to come here, you know, I'm, I, I know, I know, I know, a lot's happened. Yeah, I, 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 I know it's not always easy, but I... (laughs) You think it's not always easy. Torque. you... You are half of the problems. I'm sorry. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be rude. Don't act like... You're... Totally clear of everything. I know. Listen... I is Z with you? I mean, yeah, she's like, of course she is, of course. <laughs> I listen, hold on, hold on. You think something's between her and me? <laughs> uh, listen, listen, Vana. Z's my right hand man. Like, I can promise you. Nothing's going on. It's... Like, especially after seeing you, it's kind of been weird trying to... move on with anybody else. It... I I just... You know... Well... Yeah, I do. I do know. She's here to make sure that... I can still keep in touch with White Lotus and you know honestly if it weren't for her I probably would have lost my job by now <laughs> yeah especially with the way you do it I mean there's a reason Shang doesn't like the position and how you run it yeah but that kind of stretches beyond just like me being me if you say so Anna You know the biggest reason I came by is just I I've missed you, you know. It's it's been about eight years. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't think you would uh have that end. Yes, well, Torque, everything that happened was a little bit Serious? Uh, There's no reason I would just willy-nilly forget. (laughs) I'm not like that. I'm not saying you are. Then what are you saying? Uh, look, I... 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 Torque. this is the problem. You were never able to open up, and then when everything went downhill, you got even more closed off than normal... And then I dropped down I, I stepped down from my position and I don't hear from you for for two years. It was uh No. It was eight. Yeah. It's been eight years since we talked. <laughs> so you did give my letters. Yeah, but Torque, that doesn't that doesn't count.
2: I'm sorry, I understand you were trying. But you were trying when it was too late and it stopped mattering. You can't just leave when...
0: I think about... I think about it, too. But, uh, hold on a quick second. As you are sitting here, listening to this conversation, you hear footsteps reaching towards the door.
1: I stand up and knock.
0: <laughs> you just hear a chuckle. And uh, Torque swings open the door.
1: He goes, "Jaeger, what's up, man? Not a lot. You're here early.
0: I came as soon as I could. Like, I don't... You can see, like, there's visible um, fluster in his posture which is a little unusual for him you haven't known him very long but he's always been very like uppity up and just cocky and he he has like a genuine flustered vibe that he's just like pouring out of his body right now and you see vana is sitting on her bed uh in her nightgown of course they seem like they were sitting across the room from each other he was by the desk she was by her bed And she sees you and goes, oh, Jaeger. hey, um, the other guys, I was half asleep when Kevin was telling me. He said something about they went to go to Air Temple Island.
1: What are they? Did they tell you what they're doing there?
0: (laughs) Honestly, sweetie, I can't remember. I was asleep. I would have been asleep still if it weren't for this guy banging on the door. Well, I mean, I'm not going to just barge in. Torque. the lights were all off. Everyone was asleep.
1: (laughs) That was a player laugh,
0: not a Jaeger laugh. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, how else am I supposed to get the door open? Sure, you guys are sleeping. I'm not going to wait outside for six hours. But, yeah, Jaeger, what's up? You want to come inside or
1: what? Uh, Well, I mean, I don't want to... Interrupt anything important going on? I mean, you already heard half of it, so it's cool. I don't really care. You guys do your thing, but listen, yeah. yeah. There's uh, the problem has now doubled. It's not just the president anymore. Hmm. So it's a good thing you're here.
0: Yeah. Hey, give me one second. Could you, um, could you wait out in like the? I don't know this house. Jaeger, could you wait by the uh, in the den, please?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, he's just going to go to the den. I don't know if he's going to stay there. I don't think he would stay there. Okay.
0: So you wait for another about five, six, seven, eight, about ten minutes. Until Torque finally steps uh, into the room. And he's like, man, this is a pretty big place I got lost a couple times
1: (laughs) took the wrong turn (laughs) yeah it's not really my style either yeah I mean if you saw where I grew up jeez, you had a home
0: (laughs) I mean yeah like everybody has one way or another
1: I think you have some sort of philosophical point there yeah uh,
0: I guess I did and uh, he walks over to the liquor cabinet that he could clearly see through the uh, the fireplace that was lit. Uh, grabs himself a couple glasses, uh, gestures if you wanted any.
1: Jaeger yeah, accepts.
0: Alright, so he pours you a glass, pours him a glass, and he sits down on the uh, the really comfy, almost would have been lazy boy if it were this world chair. Uh, and just sits across from you and is
1: like, so uh, tell me what's up. So... The Bender Revolt group is split into two different parties, or factions. The Earth faction, the one that Taro is off with, they're the ones who are planning to kidnap uh, El Presidente. Hmm. The Fire Nation wanted to kidnap the Councilman tonight. But I managed to postpone it to tomorrow, so I could think of a plan.
0: Uh, That's really smart. Yeah, there was no way in hell we could have let them do anything tonight. We need to... Get things in order for that.
1: Yeah. Which is why I'm relieved that you're here.
0: I mean, I, I came as soon as I could. You told me that you guys needed help and you were down Taro. Like, the group needs an earthbender.
1: We need the rock. <laughs>
0: uh, so, what's this other group
1: trying to do? The fire group? Yeah. They're trying to kidnap the councilmen. During the chaos of the uh, Earth Kingdom—not Earth Kingdom, but the Earth faction's kidnapping—right?
0: Okay, so there's a what a a, a double kidnapping. All right. Uh, how many I, men are on the
1: council? I believe there's. Correct me if I'm wrong, DM, but there's six. Jaeger knows there's, that there's,
0: there's five. You you there's, there's you five. may be including the president. Uh, but he's not yeah. included on council.
1: Okay, yeah. There's five councilmen. Alright, are any of those benders? Yeager doesn't know.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I'm uncertain. I know one of them is working with uh, technolo- technology suits that give people cheat-blocking and airbending or not airbending, but bending elements mm-hmm. for the military. I oh. think, or now that I think about it, one of them, I'm pretty sure, might be a firebender. Or at least he wore the garbs of one.
0: Okay. Alright, well you were saying something about military. So I have no doubt that the military's gonna be there.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be military there.
0: I mean, that sounds that sounds pretty airtight then. Like, regardless on, in, on these kidnappings, you got chi-blockers and people with, would you say, bending suits? Like, I don't see any problem. I don't see anything coming through.
1: I'm not worried about stopping the kidnapping. I'm worried about the... The consequences. Like, of how many people are going to get hurt. And how it's going to make us look.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, you know you can knock two birds out with one stone with that idea. How's that? Be the citizens protectors.
1: That's what we want to do.
0: The way... But the other. Uh, l- listen the way it sounds we've got one faction that is after the president and one faction that's after congress you guys could be the the in-between the net to keep the citizens from getting hurt right so are military you
1: saying, go ahead are, are you saying that we disregard the council and the president and focus on the civilians
0: I mean, to be honest with you, have you ever fought a chi-blocker? Uh. They, if you're saying that the military has chi-blockers, I don't think that's going to be a big issue. Uh, you, right. The, council, the council's going to be fine. We've got the military and the police there. I, I guarantee police is going to be there. But the military, for sure. I mean, hell, the military might be the sole reason why they wouldn't do it at all. Right. The focus shouldn't be on the safety of the council and the president. It should be on the people. We're here for them. At the end of the day, like we're talking to the council to get a school here. Yeah, but we're not here to protect the council. We're
1: here to protect the people. I think I can live with that.
0: Yeah. And he reaches to clink his glass against yours. I'll do it. I should have done this from the beginning. I shouldn't have taken a couple drinks. That was my bad.
1: (laughs) That's all good yeah man but you doing all right uh about as good as i can be yeah i guess that's fair
0: i'm sorry i'm i'm he kind of like raises one of his feet and like wiggles it in front of you he's like sorry i'm kind of doing one of those earthbender things i could feel something was wrong with you
1: Uh it's okay you're not the first one to do that here
0: <laughs> yeah Taro with her uh river
1: dance Well, I was referring to a spiritual frog. Uh, a what now? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun. You know, uh, Valhalla, the frog that senses your memories.
0: Uh, no, I've never heard of that, and it sounds like I don't want to.
1: It's not fun. No, it
0: doesn't sound like it, if they can sense your memories. Like, I already think this is borderline crazy, and he looks to his foot.
1: Yeah, I really messed up Taro for a minute there.
0: Yeah. So like tell me what happened with that,
1: if you don't mind. So we were We were investigating the the bender's Revolt group, the Earth side, and there was some Fire Nation there actually. So I guess it was just the meeting of both. We uh were trying to just gather intel, see what they were planning. Which is where we found it about the presidential kidnapping. Hmm was from taro actually she she beat up this other Earthbender, and then she went up to see the lady who turns out to be her sister wow yeah small world small world yeah that's crazy yeah. and then taro decided that she wanted to work with her sister <laughs> i'll be damned
0: all right well, it sounds like it's a kind of it's a path that she wants to take so i hope she's happy with her decision
1: we're going to get her back
0: yeah i i think the best thing is to get her back when she's ready for it though you don't want to force someone into something if they're not ready i mean look at your airbender friend
1: yeah everybody on this team's so complicated
0: and listen about the uh the stuff you're hearing with vanna and me like I i mean—at this point, you already know we've got a past, you know. So, like, I'm not gonna get into the details, but
1: uh, like, just
0: kind of keep that between us, you know.
1: Yeah, don't don't worry. I'm not gonna tell anybody. It's not my secret to tell. All right. Good, good, good. I didn't hear it. Yeah, what's up? Let me give you some advice with that, though. If if I'm allowed to. If you'll take Uh, it seriously.
0: uh, Sure, I can't promise I'll take anything
1: seriously, but I'll listen. Let her know. (laughs) Your time is fleeting, and so is hers. I wish it were just that simple, man. I refrained once. My father set her on fire. That's rough, buddy. (laughs) Player? Why? (laughs) <laughs> i I had to it was like the most the best moment it was the best moment tomorrow's absolute chaos tomorrow's gonna be absolute chaos we yeah. don't know what's gonna happen
0: I have no idea like I've been through a lot of stuff like a lot where's where's Sean like is it his wisdom would be pretty good on this too your guess is as good
1: as mine <laughs>
0: Leave it to that old bastard.
1: Leave it to the old man.
0: You like him as your teacher?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. That's good.
0: He is a good teacher. Make sure you're a good pupil to him. He's a good guy. I know he hates my guts. Uh, dude, I admire that man.
1: Yeah, what is up with you two?
0: <laughs> uh, roll me a persuasion check.
1: Okay. I got a natural 20.
0: Oh, okay. All right, fine. I guess it's about time people know this.
1: Oh, yes. Jager exclusivity.
0: (laughs) He's like, just between you and me. There's, uh, back when I first joined the White Lotus, I was, what, 20, maybe 22. I was in a group with Shang. We were going out on a mission. We had to infiltrate... I can't remember what it was exactly, because it's been a long time. I just remember, like, the big stuff that hit, that was impactful, you know? Uh, We were helping Korra do something that she needed to do. One of our people ended up getting captured. And I was young, I was stupid, and I was naive. And Sean kept saying that it was in their best interest if we play patient and let it play out he's worked with this person before a lot so he knew what they were capable of i'm a strong believer in no man gets left behind well woman in this case so when everyone else went to rest i couldn't sleep it's one of my that's one of our guys you know how am i how can i sit there and just you know let our person get captured. You know what I mean? I do. So, without letting anybody know, I snuck off to try to rescue them. Or at least create some kind of distraction so that they could be rescued. And he looks at the bottom of his glass and looks at you and pours himself more uh, gestures if you need any more. And then continues After a long drink and another refill. And he just goes, It didn't go according to plan. And, uh, they were an easy target. Captured, they can't move to protect themselves. I was spotted because I was stupid. And, uh, I was the only one that
1: made it out on that. We lost someone that day. Do you think you told that person everything you wanted to tell them? I didn't get the chance. So I, I guess it. that should kind of... Oh, God, we're talking over <laughs> each other. No. <laughs> it's got to be the drinks. It's got to be the drinks. But, you know,
0: I didn't really get the chance to work with them all too often. And she was a good person. She was an airbender. A really good airbender. Not as good as Go, but I mean, let's respect the dead. She, she was killed in her own rights. <sighs> Shong never let it go, though. He didn't. He couldn't find himself to forgive me for uh,
1: getting one of us
0: uh, killed.
1: Well, I guess it just goes to show you got to let people know how you feel. Because you don't know when the last time you're going to talk to them again is.
0: I could say the same for you, man. So, let me ask this. I, I obviously know you're a part of the Surtur clan. I mean, I saw your paperwork and I see
1: the scar. What? How do you feel about them being still out there? It angers me. I thought I got rid of them all. But now it seems like I've only made them more powerful
0: yeah, I mean they're a problem you can't travel by land here anymore like before uh, just like before history Sam used to repeat itself on that one I had to get here via ship got on the fastest smallest thing I could and just sailed I'm so thankful Z knows how to pilot a boat it's crazy she knows everything yeah so, it's a good thing you did I mean, I got to. She's like, my job would crumble without her. She's a very impressive person. And uh, oh, are you talking about the boat? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I guess that's fair. I probably should have thought about it before I said something. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, what are you gonna do if you see him
1: again? See who?
0: The uh, deserters.
1: I don't think I can bring myself to show mercy.
0: I, mean, I guess that's fair. I'm not judging. No, I'm not talking to you as a dean right now. This is just man to man. So,
1: like, I don't care. I mean, Shang isn't going to be happy about it. But I'm a design of theirs. The lack of mercy I give them is what they taught me.
0: I'm going to tell you uh, an Earthbender saying here. It's going to be very plain because us, us earthbenders are kind of like straight into the point. Go with your gut. Just do what your gut tells you. Like, Yeah, Sean might be angry but at the end of the day he's training you for something, right?
1: Yeah. So
0: regardless on if him being a regardless on if he gets upset he knows you're working towards what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Just like, go with your gut. Don't worry about what he has to think. Just trust what you know is right. That's my usual go-to. Yeah, if I didn't know any better, I would say you're an earthbender then. Mm. Did you ever get to say goodbye to To whoever? No. Well, cheers to her, whoever she was.
1: To the Fallen.
0: May they never be forgotten. It is afternoon. An old man dressed in fire sage robes has been patiently waiting as he saw Taro and a friend leave the library. Even seeing Yang and Kevin earlier in this place, he tries his best to keep hidden for his mission here. After a passing of time and the slow fall of the sun, he makes his move inside. Shong enters the library. The sounds of the city outside get encased behind the door shutting behind him. The perfume of pages turning and the books lining the shelves fill his nose as he walks up to the front desk. An old woman sits behind it, without even noticing him, though there seems to be a look of familiarity in his face. He pauses briefly before saying GG. She freezes on the page of the book she was reading.
2: I haven't been called that nickname in a long time. She looks up to see a small tear escape Shong's blind eye. Shong, is that you?
0: Good to see you are still alive and kicking.
2: Oh, Shang, you give me too much credit.
0: He stands realizing the wheels attached to her seat. He simply nods, a serious expression crossing his face. She smiles warmly, and ignoring the darker tone he is setting, she says,
2: If only you had come sooner, Fatima would have been happy to see you.
0: Where is she now? Shang asks, with an
2: air of regret. She's passed away just a few years ago. Don't worry though, Shang. She always knew you were destined for great things and had a path you had to follow. We were raised in too strict a household for you at the time, and your drive couldn't have been satisfied here." Gigi says with a smile.
0: Shang reflects on that time in the past, and where he was. He remembers the day he met his student the day he was in Omashu, three years ago. What of mother and
2: father were they? They were worried for a time. That was until we were told you joined the Order of the White Lotus. <laughs> Quite impressive at a young age. I always knew you were very talented.
0: She chuckles as Shong smiles. A brief pause hangs in the air between the two siblings
2: before she finally sighs and says, But I know you just didn't come here to catch up. Tell me, Shong, what brings you to the library? He finds himself,
0: and sits a serious look back on his face. I've come looking for any newspaper records you may have here from the Fire Nation. Preferably records from the last ten years. She nods, knowing Republic City being an epicenter of information and unity for the nations. She gestures over one of the librarian assistants, who begins bringing over an empty book cart before stopping. Uh, Yes, what can I do to help? A young man with a clear Fire Nation descent stands before Shang. It takes a second before they both recognize each other helped along by the council pin adorned under the librarian vest he wears. As the two stand shocked to be face-to-face,
2: Gigi smiles warmly and says, Oh, goodness, Roden, I'd like you to meet my younger brother, Shong. Shong, this is my great-grandson, Roden. He reminds me a lot of you, <laughs> helping out where he can. He's also on the council here and is a better firebender than I was at his age. I'm very proud.
0: She then informs Rodin of what Shang is looking for, and nudges the two away from her desk. They keep in relative silence as Rodin leads him to an archive area of the bottom floor library. Before reaching their destination, Shang breaks the quiet. You are aware you're being manipulated by those in council, aren't you? I-I don't know what you are. I understand that you are still young and have much to learn. But your lack of confidence is hurting your city. Do you not see the pressure building under you? (sighs) What do you suppose I do then, great uncle? If you feel you do a better job, then by all means, take my place. It isn't what I signed up for. You did. You chose to become a council member. And to answer what you should do, you must have forgotten who you fight for. You work here for your great-grandmother, but you work in the council for your city. They are all just as much your responsibility as Blood Family. I can't guide you to any decision you make either, because it isn't my responsibility. If you can't come to an answer on your own, then you aren't ready for these lives that are in your hands. Rodin begins moving, but with the head down in thought. As they approach a the door, he finally says, What... What do you think of the White Lotus in the city? They enter the doorway after Rodin opens it, as Shang thinks briefly. Then he says, They are young, just as you are. They are learning, they aren't the best of everything they try to do. But, their hearts are in the right place. And when they put their minds to what is right, they will do everything they can to help those suffering. Mm. That is good to hear, and gives me something to think about. And what is this of you being a firebender? Sean asks with a piercing sound to his voice. I I chose not to divulge that information to the public or council.
2: I shouldn't have to be a a bender to speak for them, and I shouldn't have to be a non-bender for those either. I am a Republic Nation resident first and a
0: bender second, and that was my intention. Shang simply nods in understanding, seeing a fire in the boy's eyes through this answer. Anyway, here we are, uh, the newspaper archives from around the world. Boards and cabinets, filled with history and documentation of nations around the world set in this room. Shang begins searching through the papers, following the years past with determination. Rodan watches deep in thought until he shakes out of his own mind and asks, So what is it you're looking for? Annoyed, Shang responds, There is someone I've been searching for that's led me here. My White Lotus School doesn't have the archive and resources this library has. Rodan is about to reply when Shang raises his hand to stop him. He stands frozen looking over a newspaper cover released in 218 AG, seven years ago. Rodin looks over Shang's shoulder to see an image of the Fire Nation royal family. Fire Lord Zara sits in the center of the photo with her one year old baby boy in her arms. Her husband, Lord Avon, warmly has his hand on her shoulder behind her. To her left, is her older of her two sons, dressed in the highest fashion that a young 12-year-old child prince would wear, and to her right is her oldest child of the three, an 18-year-old princess with a stern smile, and even in the black and brown print, you still very much can tell a familiar golden fire in her eyes. Shang reads the small description of the image, freezing at the name of the Fire
2: Nation princess. I knew I recognized your eyes, Princess Solara.
0: Hello everybody, Uh, Frog here. I want to apologize, this episode is a little shorter than general by about like over a half hour. It is much shorter, let's not beat around the bush. But this is just simply because, uh, you know, due to the audio issues that we've been having these last few episodes, with things being just missing and flat out not recorded, stuff like that, it's kind of what led us to this situation. Uh, I don't have any other bonus scenes for you guys, so just understand that this little bit here is just closing it out before the finale. This next uh, episode, the next, I guess, three episodes, give or take, I'm still in the process of editing, so I don't know how many exactly it's going to be, but the episodes following this are going to be the book one finale, to search. Uh, so you know keep an eye on that Uh, this week because this is such a short episode and I'm kind of already halfway through uh, editing something for you guys for the next episode this is think of it more like a bonus episode Uh, like I have before like I've done before with the prelude uh, with Korra so this is going to be somewhat like that which means uh, you won't just be getting this episode this week, but you should be getting an episode next week uh, as well. You know, following back up into that weekly schedule thing for this finale. Also, in the meantime, keep an eye on the We Rolled Dice uh, Discord channel, which will be in the description below. Uh, there will be a section dedicated to the Skeptic Frog in aka us, Dicebenders D&D, uh, where we'll, we'll be releasing some of our our players' favorite scenes, favorite moments throughout the series, or at least throughout Book 1, leading to the finale, uh, just to kind of give like a big refresher as to just the dorky shenanigans that we've been through. Uh, hopefully that's exciting. If you have a favorite scene that you would like shown as well, feel free to join that Discord as well as
2: let us know in the Dicebenders chat
0: in We Roll Dice. Uh, that way we can have it shared onto there as well. Uh, with all that being said, I really don't have too much else to say other than I guess the final credits. Uh, this is a homebrewed D&D 5e live action playcast using class models that were based and built by skeptic frog using the elemancer classes version 3.1.0 i think was the one that we used for these episodes um the world of avatar was created by Brike, published by nickelodeon all credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes subscribe for more shenanigans yada 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 also follow us on twitter uh facebook uh again Join that Discord. We rolled dice. It's a great place to go. A lot of fantastic people and a lot of other great uh, podcasts to be a part of. Uh, you'll be seeing a lot more interaction there as well with these podcasts. I don't really have anything else to say, so I will just send you guys off to uh, some good old shenanigans and just uh, you know, if it's your birthday today, happy birthday. <laughs>